You're definitely the crust of, of harder brunch. <laughs> <laughs> the crusty part. The Thaddeus, unhealthy. you're not making this sound <laughs> like all, a good thing. We all thing. know how much you hate crust. <laughs> well, crust is not healthy either, right? It's not the healthiest part of the pie. It's <laughs> debatable. I mean, crusty, like that sounds like a clown's name. <laughs> it is a clown's it name. It is. Crusty the clown. Yep. Come on. See? I was right. Dyke Michaels making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co-hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Boss Zach's on the one, the two, so good he calls yeah, him two and threes. And as always, there's a guest. We'll be sure to please. I just want to forewarn people. Oh, okay. On YouTube? Nice you want everyone on YouTube to know that? Hi and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, warning the internet about the dog smell. My co-host, Steady Jay McKee. Slappy, pappy, went went. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, uh, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon leaving the room, Zach Rohn, everybody. Hey there. That was a good Zach Rohn impression. That was. It was I've good. been working on my impressions. It was great. Uh, and then we have... Uh, I feel like this is a real. I feel like this is like when, uh, like in mob movies, when they get all the like the four corners. Like I feel like all the 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 dons of the brunch game are coming coming together. Uh, Ashley Brooks, Bridget Davis, the co-host of Baby Got Brunch. Welcome to yes. the, welcome to Harder Brunch. Thank you. Yes, welcome for to the show. Us. Very very excited to have you. Uh, I always get nervous when food people are in, especially brunch people. I'm like we have to do a good show. Oh, you did do a good job. Do we do well? Do we pass? It was so good, so, so good, good. So I'm, cool. I'm really, really <laughs> pregnant, lady, <laughs> mom and baby, both totally full. Nice, so thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Delicious. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. you guys. Came bearing gifts, which never happens to us. We never <gasps> get gifts, so I was very excited. Um, and you make this banana infused Jameson. Yeah. Um. So tell me about it a little bit because I've had banana infused Jameson before and I was mm-hmm. telling people, I was like, no, this is really good. They're like, oh, this other place makes it. And I was like, yeah, but every time I've had it, it has so much like particulate in it. Like this was made with care. This was made. It is simple. And I, that's how I approach all cocktails. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, shrubs and everything are great, but. Um, it's just Jameson. You peel some bananas, throw it in a jar, let it sit for three days, and then filter it all out. So you just have the crispness of the alcohol. But um, actually, Chris Nelson, who is a bartender at Prime 47, okay, had this at 14 West like years ago when they used to do brunch on Colts game days. And okay. he discovered it in New York City at a little bar. And so... Um, it's something that I started doing at my house when I host Thanksgiving every year and it's kind of our like home cocktail. So your Thanksgiving sounds lit. (laughs) It's a whole week of prepping. I do everything. I don't let people bring anything. Um, that's insane. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I did that honing those mom vibes (laughs) (laughs) for 12 years. Yeah. (laughs) At least you, at least you have the forethought to like prep a week in advance. Like I did that once where I did everything. It was my first year in culinary school and everyone's like, I guess you're cooking now. And (laughs) I did, I also didn't think about how much it costs to feed everybody. I was like, can you guys kick in on this bill? Like I'm a student. Like (laughs) (laughs) the first year I did Thanksgiving, I, uh, I'd never cooked a Turkey before. But I'd cook lots of chickens, and I was like, they got to be the same, right? Sure. Yeah. And so I uh, had this raw-ass turkey for, for like, entire <laughs> oh. family. Oh, it no. was, like, mostly not raw. But uh, <laughs> we had to, we were, like, at a church, and it was, like, trying to fire it in the oven to get it going. And I, I think we were, like, cutting pieces off, and I was searing it. This was like seven or eight years ago. My family brings it up every year. Like, remember that raw turkey you tried to give us? Remember when you tried to kill us? That was terrible. Have you cooked Thanksgiving since then? Oh, I've nailed it. Yeah. Okay. okay. The first year is hard. Like, I bartended the night before, started cooking my turkey when I got home at five Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning, and then hosted people, you know, that afternoon. So that's mise en place prep. You got to do it. Um, (laughs) Tell me 
about this Baby Got Brunch event you guys are doing together. Yeah. So excited. We're so excited. We've taken a couple years off. The last one was in 2019. Why? What was going on in 2020? I mean, we're just busy. (laughs) We're just just busy with life. (laughs) So, yeah, we took a little um, pandemic hiatus. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we're just really excited to bring it back. We... um, We've made some changes. We rebranded the festival. We have a new beneficiary this year and a new location. So we're at Victory Field, August 13th. Nice. And yeah, it's still brunch. It's still hip hop music. It's still a benefit to help offset childhood food insecurity in Indianapolis. Um, This year, we're also donating to an organization that is giving um, granting scholarships to incoming culinary students to Ivy Tech. That's a great. So, you awesome. know, we're trying to also impact the restaurant industry that's been hit really hard. So, that's, yeah. And it's a fully open bar. Oh, yeah. So, 21 plus, you <laughs> yeah. know, the ticket. Bottomless. Bottomless everything. Um, <laughs> and you get to sample food from all the vendors. So, it's not yeah. like one of those ticketed, you get two little chit tickets that you, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, choose. You can yeah. sample everything. And it supports a great cause. Yeah. So, and who are some of the like the vendors you guys have this year? So this year we're excited. We've got all the heavy hitters. We've got Bluebeard. We've got Gallery Pastry Shop, Milk Tooth. We've got um, Landlocked. Um, but we've got some really new, exciting ones too. A healthy Soul just applied. Nice. We're really excited to have Tawana there. Um, Nacho Mama's food truck is going to be there. Um, the bearded bagel. Bearded Bagel, we've got, you know, Tinker Coffee, we've got um, lots of fun liquor sponsors this year, too. And they're all mostly local. They're local to the Midwest, at least, if not Mm -hmm. Indianapolis. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what number, like what number of this, how many have we done so far? This will be our fourth year. So we took a two year break. So yeah, um, 2017 was our first one. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and like, how did this start out? How yeah. did you guys start out like the first one? Well, um, back in t- late 2016, um, well, I had left my restaurant Milk Tooth in 2016, and then so I was kind of like just figuring out what I was going to do next. Um, one of the original co-founders, Slater Hogan, who's an amazing DJ in town, yeah. he owns Patron Saint and Saint Shack, and um, keep Indianapolis deep. Does he still do stuff? With keeping it deep. Keeping it deep. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Bridget was involved. So um, we were all just really excited to put this together. There had never been a brunch festival in town before. So, you know, naturally I was excited to extend my life of brunch outside of Milk Tooth and um, do something for a good cause. And so, yeah. But now it's just Bridget and I co-organizing, co-hosting, um, and we're just excited to make changes and also maybe take it on the road. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, p- potentially take it on the road. Um, we have like, a couple well, cities <laughs> we've been shopping. So yeah. um, I think maybe 2024 would be our launch for that. Yeah. That's awesome. And so did you both have like extensive event backgrounds before this or have we been like learning on the fly? I've been in events for 10 years. So I started working in food industry when I was 15. So I come from from food, beverage, hospitality, Mm -hmm. and kind of just fell into events 10 years ago. And I had been working with the venue that we were going to host this at to help them do some like concert venue management and um, a lot of corporate type things. So I was kind of brought on as like a logistics person. Um, and Ashley mm-hmm. was like the kind of the creative brains. We had mm-hmm. categories the first year, um, because people can vote for their favorite dish. I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah. So they vote in real okay. time for their favorite dish. Yeah. And then we do, it's a competition. So mm-hmm. top three chefs are awarded a prize. Um, so yeah, it's been like a development over time. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. straying from your question. No, but, no, that's well, okay. So Bridget Davis Events is her company, um, and Mirth and Myrrh. So that's also um, and, your cocktail company. And those were two gifts that they gave to baby Jesus, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Myrrh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Mirth is like merriment, and Myrrh mm-hmm. is um, an ingredient in my favorite liquor, which is Fernet. Mm. Um, but it is... It's from the Middle East, and it's a secret ingredient in a lot of mm-hmm. liqueurs. Burnett and Coke is, like, my favorite cocktail. 
or just drink in general. It's so delicious. I've never had it. I've have you been so good. At, this I is, I'm getting way off topic failed here. failed in not bringing you some. Have, have <laughs> you, uh, I, I see uh, Cab and Coke has been kind of the popular drink this summer. Cabernet mm-hmm. and Coke. Have you seen that? Um, is that a Comacoche? I wasn't going to yeah. even take a swing at pronouncing it wrong, <laughs> so, but I believe so. I know it begins with, it's a long word that begins with a K. <laughs> I haven't tried it, but I would try anything once, so. I think the key is you have to have, like, the like the cane sugar Coca-Cola. Mm, like, right, I don't right. think it's just, like, regular Coke. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, it's like two things, you're like, this shouldn't be this good <laughs> together. Yeah. But I, like, I feel like our friend Beth was making them uh, at work for some for some party guests. It is one of those things where like you don't notice it and then you notice it like three times in a week and we're like, wait, is this like yeah. the drink of the and summer? And then suddenly it's everywhere. Yeah. 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 Like espresso martinis. Yeah. Why are they back? Because, <laughs> because everyone's obsessed with the 90s right now. Uh, That's very interesting. And I'm a 90s baby. So I'm like, yeah, espresso <laughs> martinis. Yeah. The worst thing about 90s being in fashion is like twice in a lifetime I have to remind it that I can't afford Jordans, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> funny that you're poor. Um, We've all been there. It's okay. It's okay. So Bridget Davis events, does that include the destination weddings as well? Yes. Destination weddings, um, which are fun, right? I get to travel, which is kind of how mm-hmm. we got to maybe we'll take baby but got brunch on the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, take it to Maui. Hey, yeah. I, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. <Speaking laughs> We've out. been talking about Miami <laughs> mm-hmm. and potentially New Orleans because yeah. they are uh, great food hubs yeah. and got some connections there. Yeah, places that we both mm-hmm. love to visit often. New Orleans so. is my hands down absolute favorite city. Oh, I love it. It's so I great. It food yeah. city, party city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh alligators. You know, you big al- <laughs> big alligator. Big alligator guy, you know. Okay. Have you done like a swamp tour? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm terrified. First time I went, no, I didn't see you. any alligators because they hibernate like in part of the year. It's like, oh, you got to come back during the summer. I'm like, you took me on a full ass alligator tour. <laughs> like, Damn well. I wasn't going to see any alligators. That's ridiculous. That's hilarious. And then we came back. Uh, I came back. I did, did another one. And yeah, they just come. It's always a guy who's just missing body parts. And he's just like, oh, don't you worry. These are just babies. And when oh they feed them uh, marshmallows, they just come up and they're there. They're like swamp pigeons. They just come up and they just want to be fed their little treats. I feel like this they, is a lot. Are you 100 like percent over on us? No, because these things go. Like these these they boats. They hibernate. They eat marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The, all those things sounded like lies. So you're right, but yeah. <laughs> surprisingly enough, yeah. And the fact okay. that you didn't get half off on the winter <laughs> tour, right? like you're not going to see anything. But it's still full price. That's on you, Dyke. They have. They when you come back, like to like the little gift shop, they just have. Like a little alligator in the tank, and they're like, "You want your picture with it?" And That's they'll so just sad. have you hold it. I'm like, no, I don't want to touch that. You to hold a alligator. Yeah. Anyway, New Orleans is great. I, yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> Sounds like you need a redo. I yeah, I think you guys do an event there. Yep. I'll bring the alligators. I okay. think. I think that'll be baby amazing. alligators. Yeah, only only babies. Um, what is your guys' <laughs> favorite like absolute favorite brunch dish? Ooh. I thought you might ask this, mm-hmm. and I'm so indecisive. I know. I like eggs in purgatory. Oh, mm. yeah. It's so good. Tomato sauce, eggs, a little spicy. You get the crusty bread. So good. And any eggs benedict. Okay. For sure. Which you killed it on that today. The holidays was great. Thank you. Yeah, let's... Should we Should we get into it? Do we have the... Uh, we don't have the... I forgot to... I was going to bring the menu down so I can remember. I think I got it this time. I did, I did remember. We might be able to help you out, too. So the theme... <laughs> <laughs> If you had to guess the theme, what would you guess the theme was today? Oh, did it say on? We're writing them. We're we're adding them on the menus now. It used to be more of a guessing game, but was it kind of like French inspired? It was like Bastille Fre- Day. It was like French with a twist. French with a twist. It was like uh, a yeah. classic, you know, a French technique or French food, but like throw your own spin on it. Yeah. Which my spin is always Indiana, <laughs> <laughs> always corn. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, grandmother was born in France and, uh, Thad was born in Haiti. So we have that connection of both. Haiti. Oh, is it a connection? Connection over a shared genocide. <laughs> Thank, well. Wow. Thank, yeah. You know, 
That's why you saw me sitting in the corner <laughs> and not eating with you guys. I was like, they're not asking why I'm not participating in this. Oh my god! I don't celebrate French Day, and I won't. <laughs> uh, so it started um, off with a, uh, a radish toast, which is just a, a common breakfast staple. There did it two ways: one with the uh, metal honey food, scorpion honey, from so friend of the good. show. Shout out Sarah. Shout out Sarah Morrell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other one was just like a goat cheese one. Uh, like it just, I don't know, just it was good. crunchy bread, salt, fat. But not radish, too crunchy. Radish and butter is just classic combination. So yeah. Good. I feel like it should be like the new avocado toast. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should just do radish toast for a while. Like, And what was the bread again? It was just a little baguette. Well, I mean, okay. Usually like when, when you see bread cut like that, I feel like it's. Yeah, you're listening to Um, wow. Was that the Haitian curse right there where we lost power for a second? Yeah. We're yeah. back. You guys like that little little magic? We're back. <laughs> that like like in the middle of quarantine, I spent a lot of time just Thad and I just living together and getting to know each other. And it's it was a spooky time for everyone, right? And like we would be like hanging out drinking just like and he would like tell me about Haiti and he would tell me about these voodoo priests that just like wander the roads in Haiti. And it was like, it was the most, the closest thing to a real life, like campfire tale that I would just be like, he would tell me, I'd be like, all right, good night. And I'm like, no, you can't just, <laughs> just go to sleep after you told me about this real life voodoo. I told them some voodoo, voodoo stories too. So I know we were yeah. just talking about Did you it. guys get scared when I told you the story? It's a little yeah good i was concerned for the priest that broke the bowl for sure I know. oh yeah <laughs> and you sounds like you were in his presence so yeah. i'm not surprised yeah yeah well i'm glad that you guys gotta enjoy that and if you guys want to hear more voodoo stories by thaddeus i'm starting a new podcast <laughs> um, it's called voodoo is real <laughs> for real I uh stories. sauce boss you want to come over here on mic and shout out your dish real quick yeah yeah get in here <laughs> he acts surprised every time. <laughs> it's all right. Don't be shy. Just like, sit right here. I'm allowed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not often that people want Zach to talk, but what they do. Yeah. So no, uh, I made the uh, ratatouille with uh, uh, mustard chicken, basically. Uh, and that my my whole connection was I did the Garfield Park Farmers Market, which you yes. were uh, one of the people that started. Yes. And so uh, I used all farmer's market stuff mm -hmm. to make that. I used uh, Becker's chicken. Oof, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's what I did. It was, it was so, so good. Good. So was it like good. a really slow braise on that? Yeah, no, I cooked the chicken for probably like two, two and a half hours. Yeah. It was delicious. And the crazy thing is, uh, originally he didn't know how to make that dish, but there was like this little mouse that lived under his hat. And it was like, <laughs> give him oh pointers. God. That is such a dad joke. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. All right, thank you, Zach. It was thank you, Zach. I only got the ratatouille, but that was it was great. I'm sure the chicken was wonderful as well. You didn't eat anything else. I just I got I always just get like a little couple okay. bites here and there. Taste it at least. I ate okay. everything off of every plate. Nice. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Yes. It was great. Uh, the next was the <laughs> blueberry pork tenderloin uh, Benedict, which I got a lot of flack from Zach about my um, naming of my dishes. Oh. So I, I I just call pork tenderloin tenderloin sometimes. And he was like, I thought it was going to be like a breaded tenderloin. Oh. So I should have called it a pork medallion, apparently. Ooh, that would be really oh. good, too, though. Breaded tenderloin. Yeah. It's very, oh, that's very Indiana. Yes. Yes. Um, I loved a poached egg. You did a great job. The hollandaise sauce was great. Didn't break. Uh, that was, was that was Bridget. That was Bridget and Zach. <gasps> yeah, job. I outsourced the. Okay. <laughs> Good job, guys. I'm more of a concept guy, and then uh, <laughs> I rope all my friends into actually cooking the food. Concept chef. Concept chef. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, and then my favorite, uh, the French Adilla. <laughs> 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 French Shadilla? Uh, we had a debate at the I table. Know. Like, what will this be when it comes out? What did you think it was going to be? Well, I think it says French Shilda. We were Shilda. thinking like a French, French kind uh, of style enchilada. enchilada. It is, yeah. It's okay. a French enchilada. Enchilada. Yeah, okay. French enchilada. I, I, I said it you wrong because Zach's been. Or did it seem more like a burrito? 
It did yep. seem it more like, like a burrito, burrito but which, the crepe on the outside yeah, made was, it more yeah. kind of like an mm-hmm. enchilada. So, yeah. So it was supposed to be like a mashup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't baked. It was really good. It wasn't. I didn't bake it, but uh, that's how I wanted to serve it. And Zach just had a lot of problems with it. But then he ate it and he was like, this is actually really good. This is actually really good. So I saw it, you add that secret ingredient. It was more of which one? The brie. Oh, yeah. Just threw in a whole wheel. Just a whole wheel of brie. A whole ass wheel of brie. It was really good. I tried to. I might, so the original concept was just to just to make a, an enchilada with all as many French ingredients as possible. But then, mm-hmm. like, at some point, I was just like, I was going to make a rice pilaf and put it inside. I'm like, who's going to care? Like, no one's going to eat this and be like, is that pilaf in there? Like, <laughs> So, like, I, I have a question for yeah. you, like, with secret ingredients that like, I'm so fascinated. How often do you put secret ingredient, ingredients in Oh, I put food? secret stuff in your food all the time. <laughs> oh. thank, thank, thank you? Uh, no, determined. I, I mean, it just wasn't, like, listed on there. But it was um, all of our favorite. Like, I, I love um, Smoking Goose, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just always repping it. Yep. The Smoking Goose breakfast sausage, uh, asparagus, brie... <laughs> whole ass wheel of brie as you said <laughs> um rice and then like a white bean mm-hmm. you know I and like then that. and then regular enchilada sauce yeah that's really good on top and then uh can we get bridget over here on mic chef bridget hand aka the two 2022 meat Be- king yeah Hi. peace be upon her yeah. <laughs> welcome meat king we need like a royalty music when the when the oh, king yeah, when, when the king comes, comes on, on. Yes. That's nope. <laughs> That's more like oh. Thunderdome. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I do like Meat King though. It does have a nice ring to it. Though. Yeah. Austin does say that there's no living with me now because I do. Anytime he like does anything wrong, I'm like, I don't know if you were there, but <laughs> I am the Meat King of Indianapolis. So I'm, you let I'm, us all know that I am entire. Not going to do these dishes. <laughs> that entire day, you let us know. Yeah. You have another what? Six months left. It just happened. I feel like I have like eight months left. Mm. I don't know. You can rock that as long as They may as be you planning want, the next sure. one sooner yeah. to pass on the title. Well, <laughs> but you're the inaugural yeah. king. So. Well, Zach you're gonna technically be, the inaugural king. <laughs> you're going to be usurped. Yeah. yeah. Well, my job, I received a trophy that then I heard I had to had to decorate for, for the next year's, next year's king. Um. So, Dai texted me and he was like, I want to do French with a twist. And I have been for about a year now craving this like pear frangipan galette that i had had when i was in europe and so this is my spin on that uh tart tartine is like a very classic uh french apple kind of like the original apple pie almost um so i had pastry that i made and it had um kind of caramelized pears in it and then i wanted to do an almond ice cream i thought i had almonds but i had chocolate covered almonds so it was a chocolate covered almond and then honey ice cream with a little creme fraiche that i've been Messing around with it was a forty-eight hour creme fraiche. Mm. It was delicious. Yeah. Your ice—I love everything. I love everything you always bring to the table, but your your ice creams are always my favorite. Yeah, it's the attitude that you have a problem with. I get that. Just <laughs> <laughs> the the royal attitude. The royal attitude. But yeah, it was a fun one. Everything you made was delicious. That, that was a perfect way to end. Yeah. That that French burrito was super good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, give it up for the Meat King, Bridget Horan. Thank you so much. Man, and I, I love Appreciate it. Appreciate you. I love it. I, thank you so much, Meat King, for coming by. <laughs> she's busy. She's a busy king. Yeah, she's a, she is a busy king. She she's is. Delegating. Busy with all the meats. Um, yeah, so that was uh, French with a twist. Oh, French with a twist. He put it right on there. Um, oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> At, so, at, at some point during the podcast, the uh, the food and the alcohol just meet. Right. It is a perfect lot, and it's just like your Thanksgiving full, and then just like get a little sleepy for a second, and just like quasi delirious. Yeah, yeah. so, so smart to record a podcast after a big meal. Yeah, we would never fall asleep on a podcast. Yeah, I, that sounds like something that barely ever happens. Uh, <laughs> no, my. Uh, <laughs> After the first few, like, I realized, because I would always eat the same amount of food as the guests, and I realized I could not do that. But also, like, it's grown so much. Like, we started off, it was just one thing. You just eat a one kind of normal brunch, and then and then go do the podcast. And I think when Zach came on as a guest, we did, like, Hal, 
big of an asshole could you be with a Bloody Mary? Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, it was just Bloody Marys and then like how much stuff we could put on a Bloody Mary before it fell over. Love that. And so it was just like pinwheels of meat. Yeah. And just like. <laughs> so for Baby Got Brunch, we have a Bloody Mary bar from Smoking Goose. Yeah. Oh they my God. Goose the Market. All the accoutrements. Yep. Did you, you did you guys just... tell, did you say how much tickets were? 65. Oh, for general admission nice and 95 for vip so vip gets you in an hour early before everybody Mm -hmm. else you get more time to hit the bar more time to hit all the food stations first crack at everything yeah Mm -hmm. that's amazing and where where what's the tickling on um on our website Mm -hmm. babygotbrunch.net yep it's on our social media we have it linked in the profiles and we're on instagram and facebook they got some cool merch We have some cool merch. We just launched our first edition of merch (laughs) in our four years of hosting this festival. Which I am buying. I'm buying some. I promise. We may have a special onesie made just for you. Will you be making adult size onesies? I think we have to now. We've had had the conversation, so it needs to happen. I'll wear on the show for you ladies. Yes. Okay. Consider it done. (laughs) This This is kind of a side note, but have you ever met or seen an adult baby in the wild? Wait, time out. You're talking about adult babies like they're Bigfoot, like just roaming around. But I know ahead. a lot of adult babies. Do you? Okay. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, I do. Yeah, this isn't one of those uh, adult baby shaming podcasts. Are you I'm not about, like Benjamin Button? I'm not. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not shaming. I'm fascinated, and I, I like, and I'm 100. percent When I started this podcast, originally, like one of the original ideas was I was just going to talk to weirdos. Like I was like instead of doing like I mean I still kind of do but like, instead We're of doing here. instead yeah. of doing like food industry and comedians I wanted to talk to like people that like had weird kinks or people that like maybe they were like left a cult or something you maybe, know like maybe we left a cult or have weird kinks I mean have you left could a cult be a crossover <laughs> these are the original yeah. babies <laughs> I know I feel like I'm walking into a trap here like actually we're both, what's your problem with adult babies we're both practicing Same. adult babies. Uh, so I used to work at this bar and this person would come in and she would wear like a, like a, like a onesie. She would come in wearing a onesie. She had like a lunch pail and a bottle. She had her hair and pigtails and she would come in with like a traditional kind of dressed woman, mm-hmm. you know, and oh. she would call that person mommy. Mm-hmm. And that person was like older than she was. And I couldn't figure out like, was that her partner? Was that her actual mother? Was that her caregiver? <laughs> like, I wasn't sure what the relationship was. But then she would sit down and she would, like, look at the menu and be like, what should I get, mommy? And then, like, but she would, like, get a beer. Like, so she had to be, like, legit. Doesn't sound that was real. A that, that's she had to be over like 21. A, yeah. But then sure. she would, she would, she would get, yeah. And I was just, I was just fascinated. When what was, bar was this at? I don't want to say. I don't, I don't even want It was in Irvington. <laughs> Okay. But it was in Irvington. This person lives in and around the I Irvington area. I feel like area. I might actually oh, know who this person is. Yeah? Yeah. And there might be a, a reason to the story that's going to make it sad. So let's move on. <laughs> I know that there was a couple that was like, one was like a French maid and the other was like a servant and they were, or no, the other way around. I don't this know. was an adult baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely like a fetish thing. And, and in public. I don't care. Oh, yeah. But they like, were really nice. I mean, they're so sweet. They were really nice. Sure. They're they babies. Were like... they're, most babies are sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, not going to be jerks. I, I, was, I was always just more... I was just always more curious. Like, when I see a little bit of weird, I'm just like, I just got to know everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I mean, you just drank beer. You just drank craft beer out of a baby bottle. You Honestly, know? Like, I feel like people that are putting themselves out like that in the world... They appreciate when people ask them questions, like mm-hmm. just genuine. Mm. Hey, I'm curious. Not like I'm curious because this is like super weird and I want to make fun of you. Yeah. But yeah. like I genuinely want to know. Um, I think that they appreciate that. Yeah. I could uh, legit do a five hour podcast with somebody who was an adult baby. I have so many <laughs> questions. I feel like at some point, like, do you turn it off? Like, when? Do, what is it? Like. Why don't you seek this person out you did, and have I, him on the show? I mean, I feel like they probably don't know how to use a phone. <laughs> there's, there's probably a lot of reasons. I bet their mommy does. Do you, do you, can I speak to your mom? <laughs> Put your mom on the phone, please. Put your mom on the phone. Google Gaga. <laughs> 
And well, again, okay. adult babies out there. Yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of you guys. Yeah. I was a baby once. <laughs> I get it. Look, some of my best friends are babies, okay? I was <laughs> anyone to think this is not a baby-friendly podcast. Hey, we love babies. I mean, we're all about it, you know? Yeah, we're real babies. Real babies, yeah. Yeah, they even all have, babies, all babies. Okay, which this year baby got brunch is yeah. benefiting the milk bank yes. of Indianapolis. Oh, because mm-hmm. um, of the and, shortage. Wait, what's yes, the milk bank? Yeah, yes. yeah. The milk bank is a local organization. But they actually service like a pretty broad. I think forty-eight states. They actually have on their map that they've serviced. So oh, their yeah. main hub is okay. here in Indy. They benefit yeah. mostly families in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. but they are a huge bank and they can ship all over the states. They take human milk, breast milk yeah. uh, donations and they process it in their lab and then they donate it to infants and in like ICUs or, or you know, I babies that. that are like um, allergic to formula. And mm-hmm. because there's been a formula shortage, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be a fucking thing, but it is here we are. Um, and so there've been like a, a huge influx of requests from them. Okay. So this will really help them kind of, you know, process more donations and get it to more, um, babies that need food. And so you could just go and donate your milk, like, or you probably have to sign up and get tested. There is yeah, an yeah, application yeah. process and you have to get, um, do, like, tested. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously I'm like not, I'm asking for people that are listening. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not able to do. He that. wants to donate. I knew yeah. nothing. Can't do it about the milk bank until we, you know, started chatting with them. So it's been that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. really cool. They took us on a tour of their yeah. facility, and I had heard about it. Um, I won't go into the whole story, but it was kind of like serendipitous how we chose the milk bank because we had been donating to the Patachu Foundation for the first three years of the festival, which is a great organization. It is amazing, amazing. They feed uh, children in after school programs, and then for the first, um, well. For the three years that we donated, we were able to feed like an entire school for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a lot for childhood food insecurity in Indianapolis. Um, one in five children are food insecure, which means they either go hungry once a day or they miss a meal once mm-hmm. a day, which is oh. just completely unacceptable. Um, and over the pandemic, it actually got worse, of course. And so, um, you know, we just kind of wanted to switch things up a little bit and it just felt like it was the right time to do that and um yeah the milk pink was kind of an obvious choice so that's great yeah it's amazing hey we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back with baby got brunch yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually we were talking about if you wanted to potentially kind of quasi host if i wanted to host yeah oh and push harder brunch. Yeah, I, I would actually. Uh, I'm not a host anymore. I'm a rapper, so oh. you have to hire me as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Hired. eight. <laughs> Callings, you don't even got to rhyme anymore. I know. That's what you just count. All right. What's your rap I only name? go to eight. Oh. Counts to eight is my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Harder Brunch podcast. We're talking to. Uh, the co-hosts of Baby Got Brunch, Bridget and Ashley. Um, so I have something I kind of want to uh, share with our audience and share with you guys. Yeah. Um, so we have a friend who is a producer, Jessica. Yeah. Shout out Jessica Mathis. What's up, Jessica? Um, and she has been a big supporter of us, and she's just like, just a, just just a sweetheart. And she's a real go getter. A the real go getter. A real hustler. A real grinder. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth and, uh, and sea. <laughs> Salt of the sea. That's what that's what we say. Uh, just a real sky salt. Uh, I just want to just derail this. Uh, yeah. Well, I was realizing like, oh, the sea is kind of a part of the earth. Yeah. Like, it's a big part of it. And it's salty. And it's it's salty. kind of the biggest part. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the biggest part is definitely salty. Uh, but Jessica's not salty. She's very nice. And <laughs> no! how dare you boo me after you started it? <laughs> you can't you can't start a bomb and then do a, le- a oh. lateral handoff oh, and yes, then blame me for the bomb. Oh, yes, you can. Sometimes you set people up just to see them fail. <laughs> You've done that before. I do. Uh, but Jessica, um, she noticed that in our new studio, and we're still kind of figuring out, uh, our new studio setup and stuff—it's great. Yeah. It's the best it's ever been. 
but you know we're adding stuff to it you know we're every we're week getting it more and more comfortable um you know just impo- things that are important to us like you know pictures of uh it's gone uh, <laughs> <laughs> well we have a picture of some famous bedwetters behind you over there we have uh um, oh, oh wow some local artists and uh, say. yeah michael landon you know lbj <laughs> world-class bedwetters and uh, some props, some puppets and are, stuff. I was going to say, are those sock puppets? Those are some uh, racially insensitive sock puppets that Zach oh, made. Okay. No, no, you can, you can hold it. It's fine. I'm good. Actually, don't touch it. Yeah. I was like, I don't I, know where that sock is. Once I saw her touch it, I was like, this is not good. Like, I, I like them. Yeah. I like them, and I don't want them to get canceled. That's a booby trap. Yeah. Sorry. I, sh- I should have said, please don't touch the puppets. Uh, they were extras from the movie Get Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, but we uh, we we have no. I'm just kidding. We have a bunch of fun knickknacks everywhere, and one of the things that we had was this little uh, right behind you there, Bridget. Is this little uh, Mogwai from the movie? Pull it off. Yeah, show show that guy oh. off. We have this little Mogwai from the movie The Gremlins, oh. and he's always just been in the background, just kind of just kind of <laughs> low key, just chilling. Oh, no. And um, uh, Jessica saw this and was like, "Wow, these guys must be." Huge fans of the movie huge, Gremlins, and I would say I am. Are you a huge fan? Listen, can you be a huge fan without seeing the movie? <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, you were the biggest fan of Gremlins. The four person that's never seen Gremlins, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know Jess West costumes? Yeah. Okay. Did you know she did a Gremlin costume one year? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm good friends with Andrew Brown, and he's like uh, the. Uh, amuse for her costume sometimes like he was like the uh, the grinch yeah like the christmas grinch and <laughs> oh, all that wow. stuff but yeah she's we need to get her on she's amazing yeah. uh but anyway we got this uh you want to help me unfurl yeah. this for the camera uh this poster <gasps> from oh, the movie gremlins my. wow and this is signed by creature creator chris uh wallace um harder too hard to brunch best wishes Drew Beast, a picture. A custom drawing. Oh, sorry. Beast Wishes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so this is a guy that uh, developed the Mogwai and the Gremlin like creature characters. He also did the fly from the movie The Fly with uh, Jeff Goldblum. And um, you asked who the most famous person on the podcast is. I mm-hmm. think it's this poster right now. <laughs> I think it's this yeah. poster. The the, yeah, the Gremlins. So... So, uh, shout out uh, to both of you, Jessica and Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna have this framed. We're gonna keep this here in the uh, in the dojo. Yes. And um, thank you so much. I'm very excited. Woo! All right, love that. Thaddeus, when are you gonna watch that movie? Uh, you know what? I'm probably gonna watch it this week. Okay. What's well, more of a Christmas? <laughs> it's more of a Christmas movie. I'm probably gonna watch it. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Okay, so it's, I'll watch it. They're saying it like people that say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It, it so is. if you uh, are in that, fa- I'm not saying I am or am not, but if you're in that faction. Tell us, Bridget. Who are, where, I, where do you land? Yeah, Die Hard. I, I want to know. How do you feel about it? Sure, it can be a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, it is. <laughs> Don't hate me. I also have this. Not this seen is where it. the friendship falls apart right here. <laughs> or die Hard's Christmas just over Die Hard. And the brunch is canceled. So, <laughs> So we just had a thing this week. Um, we celebrate every year um, Con Air Day, the movie Con Air with oh Nicolas Cage. God, yes. The, the entire plot of the movie Con Air takes place on July uh, 14th. Mm-hmm. And so for the past two years, we've had a Con Air Day where we've invited people over either to relive the glory of the movie or surprisingly, <laughs> there's actually some people, some younger folks who had never seen... I never felt more older than when I invited a young comic over to watch it. He, uh, he was like, never seen it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. You've never seen Con Air? He's like, yeah, it's my dad's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I hadn't seen it either. Real you got nice. me into it. Yeah. And now we watch it. We celebrate it every year and make a big pot of chili Con Air Day. And, um, <laughs> I mean, Nick Cage, man. Just yeah. Breadth it's, of talent. Well. Spans the... <laughs> Spectrum. Uh, This was (laughs) premium Nick Cage, too. This was like his. Was this pre face off? It was right around face off. I mean, that would be. I think my ideal triple feature would be Con Air Day, face off, and then like The Rock. Like that is a whole. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Evening of 90s testosterone. Like, Raising so Arizona, <laughs> I feel like you can't even call that the same Nick Cage because that's one of my all time favorite movies. But Face Off? Arizona? No, Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like not even the same person, I think. Yeah, he went from like. It's a big, I don't know, like transformation. Regular actor to like <laughs> movie star to like, I think now he's Frozen in Frozen in Time phase of his career where he's just making fun of himself which which is like it really completes mm. the loop to legend i think mm. i think anytime you're a legend you have to be lame for a while and then come back you have to make a comeback and yeah. that like john travolta was lame for a while and then he did pulp fiction uh, but phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> okay would you like Anyways. to do a, a, a terrible movie spinoff podcast uh, with me hell yes <laughs> All about it. Well, so Thad um, has a podcast because uh, he hasn't seen a lot of like classic movies that you think I most, haven't seen Die Hard. Most people <sighs> have seen. I'm sorry. And so I'm not a movie buff either, so you're not alone. You got plans we were, on Christmas? He would watch a movie for <laughs> the first time and then have people come on and, and, and discuss. And it was, I, there's nothing I love more than watching a movie with someone who hasn't seen it for the first time and then like getting their reaction from it. But like now, watching a movie with someone seems ridiculous. Like it's like when I was young, we used to watch movies together. Yeah, yeah. Like you get a group of people over and watch a movie. Like nobody does that anymore. Like no one's attention span is that long anymore. That's very true. Like even yeah. when we watch Con Air, like we were kind of roasting it. People are kind of coming and going. You know, <laughs> it's like there was like three people that sat there and like watched the whole movie. See, you know? I would be the person that sits there and watches the whole movie and takes notes or something yeah next <laughs> next year we're gonna have a trivia on uh, like a bingo card i think like, i think trivia is the way to go because yeah. then now you're invested in it mm -hmm. and you have to stay and watch to make like yeah. you know whatever there was a lot of um racial humor that's not really played in a lot of movies today <laughs> that you're like oh i forgot you could say these things like <laughs> or you can't anymore also traversely there was like like I forgot the like. There's this whole like trans character who's one of the prisoners that's actually treated pretty well. Like like four ninety seven. Which so the character's name Sally can't dance, and she is just on the plane, just doing her thing. Like throughout most of the movie, and it's like all like the worst of the worst people, and like no one says anything shitty to her. <laughs> The worst thing that happens to her character is like she's a bad guy, right? Like mm -hmm. she's she's on the bad team, and like at the end of the movie, like John Malkovich is like like gives her a gun or something, and is like if anyone comes up here, claw their eyes out, and then <laughs> and then like she gets oh into like a standoff with Nick Cage at one point. Nick Cage goes to the puncher, and he's like, and then he just open hand slaps her. Which is four ninety seven pretty woke. Like four ninety seven is like, look, you would never punch a woman. You just slap them really yeah. hard. Like that's what Nick Cage said in ninety seven. I do not remember that at all. No. about Conair. I watch it every now year, I and I forgot it. about that. <laughs> it was this year that I was like, that's a weird thing to have. A... Anyway, a lot of nineties movies did not age well. You know. No. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your like favorite? Like, if you have like your like comfort food nineties movie. Ooh, oh my god! Well, I mean, raising Arizona for sure. I love, um, oh my god, so many. I love all like the romantic comedy. She's the all early. that. That was like two thousand, oh, was wasn't it? it? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Robin oh, Hood, really? Men in Tights. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my all-time favorite. movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, That's a great it. movie. <laughs> I didn't know Dave that Chappelle. about you. I yeah. love you so much more. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. Amazing. Like, yeah. Someone said that was their favorite Robin Hood movie. And I was like, yeah, good call. Good call. Um, when I attempted college for the first time, um, I <laughs> lived in a dorm by myself. And there was only one channel that had Braveheart on repeat, like, all oh, day. And I was, like, had a lot of anxiety, depression, or whatever. And I dropped out after one semester. But it might be due to the fact that I watched Braveheart <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> <dorm> by myself. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I do like Braveheart, though. <laughs> the doctor's like, stop. I, yeah. I feel like if you watch Braveheart twice, though, it, I would feel like a Groundhog Day situation. Like, it's already yeah, a long movie. That's true. Like, don't only watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would probably cause some depression, for sure. Yeah. We'll just um, that. So, like, give me, like, a little bit of background, like, about you guys' like, food history. Like, start, like, what was your first, like, jobs in food? Or your first service industry jobs? Well, I feel like I've 
always worked in food. My very first job, jobby job outside of like babysitting and being a nanny, um, was at IHOP, actually. Nice. Okay. I was 15. And, sticky. Um, Everything's yeah, sticky. So sticky. Ugh. And they had like, you know, the smoking section and like the oh, family yeah. section, right? Oh, wow. And, oh, yeah. The, so We're really dating ourselves oh, yeah. talking about 90s movies and smoking mind. sections. I don't mind. I turned 40 last week. <laughs> I'm good with it. So, yeah, um, I remember though, like, this probably is like what is most ingrained in my food history and like core memories. Um, yeah, there was one weekend where they gave me the entire, a 15 year old, the entire smoking section to myself. Sounds right. Sounds because we were right. like short staffed or whatever. Um, and that is the weekend that I started smoking. So it's oh. <laughs> just like sitting down like, whew, that was a tough shift. Well, that was the, that was that was the but thing. I was a terrible server. That Here's was the, the only thing. time you could get a break in the restaurant business is if right. you were a smoker. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, um, so many definitely. people started smoking just so they could like go sit down that's, for five minutes. That's what happened with me for sure. I worked at Cracker Barrel. I've worked <laughs> oh, wow. a lot of different places, but I didn't really get my full um, indoctrination until about 15 years ago when I went to um, culinary school here in town and started working at Renee's Bakery. Making all the croissants, okay, and um, yeah, and all the cookies and pastries, and then was that um, your focus, like baking and pastry? Yeah, it was actually. Um, I was a pastry chef in California for a little while, and um, but I've done a little bit of everything. I worked at Goose the Market, um, making blood sausage, like a scene out of Carrie, like just splattering blood everywhere. It was so oh fun. I mean, how do you make blood sausage? Well, it's like it sounds. <laughs> you add blood and yeah, sausage. Basically. Right. I'll spare you the details. Um, I was a cheesemaker for a while at Trader's Point Creamery. That was really fun. And yeah, um, opened Milk Tooth in 2014. Um, left the restaurant in 2016. And since then, I've just kind of been doing my own thing. I started A Rose Hospitality and I've been doing a lot of um, private events, private dining with like the, with Newfields. Um, just like spinoff events, Baby Got Brunch, um, and then consulting in the industry. So I've helped people open restaurants and update menus and work on operations. Um, I also do on the side, I told you I do a lot. No, I'm a little bit of yeah. a hustler, but um, got to piece it together. Um, I also do publishing work. So I've worked on about 17 or 18 cookbooks for oh, wow. um, DK Books, which is a part of Penguin Random House, and either recipe testing or being like the chef on site. So like all the pictures that you see in a cookbook, like they would hire a chef, I'd cook all the food, help style, Whoa. and then they'd photograph it. So that's dope. That yeah. was really cool. And that's, right? you know. You might be able to give Dyke some tip. Oh, no, you know what? <laughs> that, that was rude. But like, because you, <laughs> you spend a lot of well, time pl- plating that. And I was like, well, since you've been doing that, I was like, that's we, we talked about this in the kitchen about like not really calling ourselves chefs or like it's like a case by case situation. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what you're doing. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I've opened a restaurant. I've been through culinary school. I've done about everything, but I've never actually worked on a line. Like when we started Milk Tooth, I was supposed to be the pastry chef and, uh, my ex-husband was the head chef. And so we were like, well, we both can't get up at like three in the morning. We have a baby. Like, mm. so, um, so I didn't take the pastry chef position and I kind of took the admin back of house, like just basically everything else you could think of to run a restaurant. Well, and that's, it's an interesting thing because like, especially like coming out of COVID too, it's just like, we saw how delicate the entire infrastructure of the restaurant business was like, mm-hmm. we lost so many restaurants during COVID. And also I think when we had that finally had that break, the, those of us that just been go, 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 go. There was a lot of time to have those discussions about like restaurants in general and like how we use them, how we perceive them, how we, do we want to continue doing things in the same way? Do we want to take a break and try to make things better? Also, there's so many people that are talented in food that, like, I think that a lot of people don't realize all the stuff that you can do without having to be tied to a restaurant. Like, I love restaurants. I always will. But, like, I realized from, from my kind of culinary journey, that's not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people like you come on, I'm always like, fuck yeah. You know, like, like that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I do with, um, I co-founded Indie Women in Food in 2017. And, and what so- is that? So we're just really kind of like a grassroots organization, just community group. We support women in the industry. Um, we have like a private platform and then we do public facing events. Um, I just did a conference with Butler 
with the Hub for Black Affairs. And I'm really excited because I think that's going to be an annual event that we do with them. Um, But yeah, it's just really important to lift up the voices of women in the industry, um, allow them a safe space to sort of like share resources and um, communicate with each other. And uh, just create this like sisterhood, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's been really great. But um, you should induct the Meat King into that. Bridget uh, Meat King, yeah. <laughs> and that's Come what on, I'm, where'd she go? Yeah, we got to get her in there. Yeah, so. that's what I'm thinking too. Because like a lot of people are listening to this right now, and they're like, okay, like how can I get involved with this? How can I mm-hmm. help you out? Or this is like really cool at the groundwork floor. Is there like a volunteer page that you have, or do you want people to DM you and say, I want to help or what? Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to doing public facing events, for sure, like, yes, uh, pay us to buy a ticket, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, sponsor, yeah, sure. support these women, um, go to their restaurants, buy their food, like, like pay attention to the women that we are, um, like uplifting, yeah. you know, pay attention because they are doing amazing things. Maybe they've never worked online before, but they've been cooking their entire lives and mm-hmm. it is like a part of their whole family history and, um, I just had a client, um, she just opened healthy soul in the amp and she was working in, um, hospital administration, uh, before the pandemic and then, you know, was furloughed or whatever happened. And then, um, she was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do, um, meal prep from home and it took off. And then she got this really great opportunity to open a brick and mortar. And so I helped her kind of through that process and, um, she's doing great. And it's amazing. And her food is so good. So maybe she's not a classically trained chef, but she is um, an amazing, amazing chef and yeah. food maker and food producer and all the things. So I like to highlight those people yeah. awesome. and give them, that was, you know. That was kind of the thing with this podcast was uh, I noticed like a lot of times in food, uh, you keep seeing the same a few names over and over. Like mm-hmm. when someone gets interviewed for something, it's like, well, let's talk to A, B, or C. And not taking anything away from those people, but it's just like, I know so many people that don't get that spotlight, that don't get that shine. And I know so many people that are super talented. And like, even today, like the food that you ate, like, I mean, it was like, you know, three or four people kind of pitching in to make that like a cool experience, like to make it a fun thing. And like, these people Mm -hmm. are never written up in the newspaper. They're never in the magazines. I also work in like the farmer's market space. Zach knows with batch number two. Um, yeah. And I started Garfield Park Farmer's Market seven years ago. But I love that space for food because it's like these people that are really passionate about like a specific product or something that they do, or they just want to try something out for the first time. And Farmer's Markets give them a platform to do that. It's also just, you know, expands food access for the city. And um you do. Yeah. You take Snap, right? Yes. At Garfield Park. Yeah, we take Snap. Um, we have WIC offices come out and hand out vouchers. We do senior vouchers, fresh bucks. Um, that's like, I mean, that's the biggest part of our mission is um, healthy food access. But nice. it's also, you know, like helping the food economy too, because all these people that are supremely talented, you know, um, yeah. maybe they're not ready to open a restaurant. Um, maybe they're not, you know, ready to like go full hog on it, but. Farmers markets are a perfect place to start. So, yeah, you sound like the busiest person I've ever. I know. Heard. I'm like, just start all oh these God. different things. Oh, and here's know. the three other things I forgot to mention. No wonder I'm single. Goddamn it! <laughs> so I started a school in three different countries. <laughs> We're sending clean water yeah. to uh, Nicaragua. Uh, Bridget, how about you? What's your what's your full origin story there? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Well, I started in the kitchen with my dad. Um, He was a mess sergeant in the military Mm -hmm. and very resourceful. Not like your typical, here's your MRE, although I ate them a lot as a kid. Um, You know, using what you have in the kitchen, especially when you don't have a lot to make the most of what you can. My first job was at the old custard stand. Um, So (laughs) scooping ice cream, but then worked my way into the kitchen. But that's really my only kitchen experience. Everything else front of house working in restaurants and then moving into bartending and cocktails um, from dive bars to craft cocktail bars how to we do it. managing at a yeah. steakhouse. So I've kind of done all of that. And yeah. that's where I fell in love with hospitality to pay my way through college and graduated and did nothing with my degree. But here I am <laughs> doing events and enjoying what I'm doing, which is 
something I feel like very few people can say. That's great. I was looking. I was looking at your for you. I think it yeah. was for your bartending page, and I was looking. I was like, this Instagram mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank like, you. Very, very well curated. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, because uh, I did the same thing. I went from dive bars to craft beer to craft cocktails. Yeah. And and kind of got that whole yeah like yeah I came in like just drinking. I drink high life. I don't know like what, <laughs> as like, most bartenders do. And yeah, I've gone through the whole thing, and now I feel like I'm back to like, can I just get a high life? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love. Yeah, I, lo- I, I, I love what I love the the photo aspect of a business. You know, I love I love watching like seeing like the pretty pictures and everything. And like mm. I feel like I can tell when you said you're a military brat. I was like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Like you seem mm. like a very organized person. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. She, okay, so <laughs> if Bridget and I, okay, if we were a pie, maybe I'd be the. <laughs> sweet slightly salty like peach filling and she would be like the crust that holds us all together because she perfectly (laughs) she's crusty (laughs) that's great that's the nice compliment she sounds so nice (laughs) (laughs) she's very crusty what's a pie without the crust oh my god the crust is my favorite part me me too honestly but yeah she really like she keeps me in line because i can be a little flighty um lots of ideas lots of like creativity flowing and she reins me in um, and kind of pulls everything together. We work yeah. really well together. Now. Yeah. Well, you need the big idea person and the details yeah. person. Mm-hmm. I would say you're definitely the crust of, of Harder Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crusty part. The unhealthy. Is, you're not making this sound <laughs> like all, a good thing. We all thing. know how much you hate crust. Well, well, crust is not healthy either, right? It's not the healthiest part of the pie. It's It's debatable. I mean, Krusty, like, that sounds like a clown's name. (laughs) It is a clown's name. It is. Krusty the Clown. Yep. Come on. See? I was right. (laughs) So, anyways, but that's a nice compliment. Okay, now I'm just here. I I feel like. no, that's cool. But you, you do that. You are the crust. You, you're the crust, and you're the, you're the sweet part too. I feel like I'm definitely the big idea guy. I feel like I'm the whipped cream. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the you're cream. The creme de la creme. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm. I've been wanting someone to say that about me for a long time. You just won points. <laughs> uh, that is definitely. That's definitely the salesman. Like he's the like. If I had my choice, yeah. I would yeah. be like be behind a curtain, just pulling levers. <laughs> And like, and like that. That's no. He's not a puppet. No. <laughs> like, oh, he's not a puppet. Like I wouldn't be behind the like a, a, a carpet pulling levers and, and like making everything happen. Is what I meant. Like, like I have a machine that just makes brunch. And then and then. Oh my god. Thad is the Where entertainer. Where is this going? Where is Wait, this you going? saw the salesman. Like, <laughs> well, he's the salesman. Hey, you might want some curtains with a guy pulling strings behind it. <laughs> I'll sell it to you for a dollar. So, like, we've we've done this podcast, and it kind of became like Thad. Like, hangs out with the guests up front, introduces, mm-hmm. you know, ingratiates himself, and he always does a wonderful job. Where, like, if I had to do that, I think you would both be very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like, this guy was just staring. Like, he started a story and then trailed off three times. Like, oh we don't know. He, like, hid in the bathroom for half an hour. Like, it was very concerning. So, like, I, like, I'm the kind of guy that needs a job to do. You know, I need to be doing something to feel like yeah. I'm fulfilling my purpose. You know? I, I, I can feel it. that. It takes I'm all kinds. Always busy. Yeah. Busying myself. (laughs) What do you two do when you are not being the busiest people on earth? Like for fun. What's the fun things that we do? I like to dance. Ashley does love to dance. (laughs) What kind of dance? I mean, nothing like, I'm not like a professional, like ballroom dancer. Just like boogieing. Although I feel like I maybe would love to take a class. Like you're the first person (laughs) at a wedding to get up and dance. Absolutely. 100%. Just get me on a dance floor and I won't stop. Um, need a little, you know, maybe a little liquid courage to help with that first, but or something. Yeah, dance is always a good. Um, I like to travel. I love mm-hmm. to cook. I like to grill. Grills like grill uh, Yeah, I'm grilling all the time. Um, where's the last place you traveled to? Oh gosh. Um, it sounds bad because I travel so much. I feel like I lose track. But it's a good problem to have. <laughs> Russia, um, like Tahoe, Russia. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought she was going to say Russia for a second. I haven't <laughs> been to Russia yet. I would go though. I would go. Yeah, yeah. 
Have you done like Europe and everything? Uh, yeah, I've done Spain, Italy, uh, France, Germany, the Netherlands. I've been to Thailand, nice. Cuba. Dang. Um, yeah, so I travel for work a lot, but you know, I try to squeeze in. Oh yeah, destina- time. destination weddings. Yeah, yeah, but See, I travel job, personally too. Their job is their fun, and I and I, I think that's yes, that, and that's that is, like the goal for anybody. Like if you have an entrepreneur spirit mm-hmm, and yeah. you could do what you love, yeah. then like you're making it. You're doing what you and love. And you know, that's like awesome. my friends are my clients. My clients are my friends. Like it all kind of bleeds together, which is. Probably not the greatest thing at the end of the day. <laughs> not always healthy, not maybe. Not always healthy, yeah. but it's just where I'm at. You know, like, yeah. I'm so passionate about what I do, and if I make money doing it, that's a bonus, but it's like, this is the work that I want to do regardless. Mm. So, you know, I don't get paid for everything that I do, but that's why I hustle. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of hustle, let's talk hip-hop real quick. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Hip hop. <laughs> hip hip hop. Uh, so, <laughs> the name of the festival, Baby yeah. Got Brunch, is based on... Sir Mix a Lot's song Baby Got Back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a which not everyone on that. gets right away, which Really? Kind of surprises Some me. Some people are confused. A little bit. Um wow. but it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. You know, we're here to we're here to explain away. So So yeah. the entertainment at the festival is largely yeah. hip hop music nice um mm-hmm. taking it back what kind yeah. of acts do we have lined up for this year can we say yeah dj well, kinetic yeah mark kinetic is uh well, mark williams mr kinetic is going to be our dj this year so we usually just have a dj um yeah ron minor mm-hmm. was um our dj and such a great supporter in the past mm-hmm. um but he's passed on so yeah. we have passed the torch on to mark and are looking forward to working with him this year Mm -hmm. we do typically have some other entertainment too like a latte art competition but because we're in a different space and we don't have the video monitors that we had before um we are still deciding on our final like run of show what the entertainment will be besides just hip-hop and good community but mr kinetic is gonna bring it because he's gonna he's gonna bring some deep cuts okay you know like he's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be good but i I like that like when you're Mm -hmm. setting a vibe for an event you know and Mm -hmm. it's like the vibe you're like have repeatedly chosen is hip-hop yeah like like, i love that can i ask a stupid question like You, you say this is a victory field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it all like inside or is it like out on the, like the diamond? It's under the concourse. Yeah. Okay. So inside, inside, but it's okay. still open air because when we were deciding on the venue, yeah. COVID was still like, sure. masks were still mandated. Yeah. Things were up and down on events. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are. spread apart. And outside. Yeah. 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 Um, it's really hard to make a decision to bring a food festival back. <laughs> like, like people's <laughs> mid pandemic. Yeah. Because we had to start planning this a year ago, you know. Yeah. yeah. Really thinking about it, so. Uh, and then yeah. we'll also utilize, like, the front area. That's kind of where, if you have been to Victory Field, mm. you can bring a blanket and watch yeah. the game from there. So we'll have some yeah. food trucks out oh, there. Cool. But yeah. renting the actual field was so much more money. And if you damage it, you yeah. know, they play on sense. the field. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we... Yeah. That's just this a, is our one thing. You don't want to get yeah. athletes mad at you. That <laughs> screw baby yeah. got brunch. You don't want to. You don't want to hate s- babies. Yeah. <laughs> you want to spill grease all over home plate. <laughs> um, thank you. Can you drop a beat for me, Zach? Thank you too so much for being on the podcast. Thank uh, you for having us. Appreciate you. I know we've got it in there, but like, let's get one final plug for Baby Got Brunch. Oof. Yes, Baby Got Brunch, August thirteenth at Victory Field. You can get tickets at babygotbrunch.net backslash tickets. We've got merch for sale. We're still accepting some vendors. $65 for GA, $95 for VIP. VIP is from 10 to 2. GA is from 11 to 2. Open, Open bar, bar samples from mimosas. all the vendors. Ooh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Guys, if you're Eat, not drink, there, enjoy. you're mm-hmm. messing up. Also, <laughs> it is a charity benefit. So we are donating proceeds to the Milk Bank this year and also the Greg Hardesty Scholarship Fund. Nice. Awesome. So brunch for a cause. Yep. That is Jay McKee. You can find me at Thad McKee, Twitter and Instagram. I'm on the internet and uh, Yahoo. He's consistently on the internet. Uh, Zach Roan is not on my... <laughs> you can find me at Zach underscore Roan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
We always like, we always like to end with that strong Zach Brown energy. <laughs> that was great. Uh, guys, uh, we, I mean, I feel bad plugging our brunch event now after that, but like. It's not we, on the same day. It's not on the same day. It's uh, July 24th. Heart of Brunch presents our Backyard Brunch series. We're going to be doing five courses of uh, brunch with cocktails, mocktails, and sangria. sangria. Uh, live music and chill vibes. Um, go to eventbrite.com for tickets. Uh, we only have a few tickets left. It's actually selling out pretty well. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, it's this chill backyard awesome. in Irvington that has a koi pond. You can hang out with your favorite podcasters. Zach's going to be making food. I'm going to be making food. Um, Bridget Haran, Meat King, Peace Be Upon Her is going to be making food. And uh, Elliot Rogers Klein. So it's going to be a fun day. Uh, if you want to come and hang out with your uh, brunch nation, your favorite gang, and see us, uh, please do. There's going to be music. Music by St. Auburn, local artists. Okay. How go. many people are you I hosting? Think, I think we're only putting out like 25 tickets. It's oh, just super intimate. Should super we snag intimate. the last couple tickets, okay. Bridget? Yes. Yeah, all right. I'll be in Nevada, but I'll be there in spirit. All right. You can still buy a ticket. Yeah. We, we oh, don't, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be there. I would love to support. I would love to support. Bridget, Bridget you say so much with your eyes. I've noticed so It's kind of a problem. So it's much kind of a problem. Eyes, yeah. But I feel like very communicative. You, yes. you say a lot. Um, also, very excited to say we finally have a website. Hardofbrunch.com belongs to us. And I mean, it's, I'm the reason we haven't had a website, but like, but uh, we finally have a website, uh, hardofbrunch.com. Go there, check it out. Um, you know what? If you want to buy a Harder Brunch Hawaiian shirt and wear it at our backyard, um, uh, island uh, style party that we're having, you could do that. I'm going to. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, check out our website. We got some merch up there. We got some fun stuff and we're going to just be, Adding to that, improving it, and making it better and better. Thank you guys so much for listening. So uh, hit up all the brunch events, okay? But if you have to go one, go to Baby Baby Got Brunch. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you. Uh, Love you guys. And uh, thank you so much for being on. It was great. Thank you for and, uh, having us. We'll see you next time. Woo. Bye-bye. We did it. Woo. <laughs>